You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. The conviction of the Holy Spirit takes place because He's working at keeping us in the straight and narrow, a life of love, joy, peace, power. Right? It's awesome. The Holy Spirit is empowering us to say no to the wrong things and empowering us to start doing the right things. So here's what we should do. Don't hinder, grieve, or sorrow the Holy Spirit. Are you familiar with the role of the Holy Spirit? Do you know what His job is and how He's working in your life? The Holy Spirit is always with you. He's your helper, your guide, and your comforter. Today in his message, Pastor Dion will help you better understand how to work side-by-side with the Holy Spirit, how to lean into Him, listen, and be guided by Him. You're not alone in this world. You've got a helper by your side every moment of every day. Trust Him and lean into Him for everything. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Galatians chapter 5. As he continues his message, the Holy Spirit empowers us. Paul knows that when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that he will influence, the Holy Spirit will influence everything about you. The thoughts you think, the conversations you have, the songs you sing, the friends you keep, and the habits you develop. See, the Holy Spirit will empower you to say no to sin and yes to righteousness. Praise God, right? In fact, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 says it like this. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under condemnation. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelries, And the like of which I told you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I'm going to pause there and say, if you are practicing any of those things listed above, you should feel condemned because you're not walking in the Spirit. But, it goes on, The fruit of the Spirit, when you are walking by the power of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. 
Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit, and it's Holy Spirit intoxicated life. It will be seen. If you're acting out in the lusts of your flesh, then you realize you're really not allowing yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit. But if you begin to see fruits that are from the Holy Spirit, and they give us that list, then you know you're being led by the Holy Spirit. And I'm love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, humility, self-control. As you read that ristra of spiritual fruit, you might be thinking that the Holy Spirit has His work cut out for Him with you. You know what I mean? You know, angry, rude, negative you. You know, impatient, stumbled, selfish you. The Holy Spirit has His work cut out for Him with you. But don't worry. Don't worry. The Holy Spirit has the power to get it done. Wow. The Holy Spirit is, is kind of acts kind of like the rumble strips on the highway to keep us in the straight and narrow. You know what I'm saying? He does it. He has the power to do it. So that when you start veering towards that old lifestyle or veering towards the lusts of the flesh, all of a sudden you start feeling bum, 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 bum. The conviction of the Holy Spirit takes place because He's working at keeping us in the straight and narrow. A life of love, joy, peace, power. Right? It's awesome. The Holy Spirit is empowering us to say no to the wrong things and empowering us to start doing the right things. So here's what we should do. Don't hinder, grieve, or sorrow the Holy Spirit. We've talked about this. In fact, the Apostle Paul corrected his congregation like this in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 25. He said, Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. That's actually verse 30. Read it out loud with me. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. You know, everyone has one of those crazy, embarrassing relatives. Maybe you're that one. But everyone has one of those crazy, embarrassing relatives. You know, the kind that end up on the police blotter or on the 10 o'clock news? The kind of relative whose Facebook posts make you blush, make you cringe, make you scream? Oh my gosh! You know, the kind of relative that makes you thank God that Howard Stern and Jerry Springer are in another state. Thank God! Because they would end up on his show. Paul was saying in the verse that we read, don't be the Holy Spirit's crazy, embarrassing relative. Don't bring the Holy Spirit's sorrow by the way you live. Instead, listen to the Holy Spirit. Heed the Holy Spirit. Follow the Holy Spirit. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, be filled. Everybody said out loud. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Until I come back for you, Jesus is saying, until I return, stay in church. And then he said, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And here's number three. 
I told you there were three things. Be a witness. Three things Jesus wants us to do until he returns. Number one, stay in church. Stay in fellowship. Draw close to the Lord. Number two, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, not a one-time experience, but a permanent condition. And then number three, be a witness. Be His early warning system to this world. Jesus told the disciples that the Holy Spirit would empower them to be witnesses, to be spokesmen, to be Paul Revere's in their particular generation. To be an early warning system alerting and relaying important information that saves lives. So you can imagine Jesus telling this group of you know, uneducated fishermen at that time, and us. He's saying, hey listen, I want you guys to be a witness. The Holy Spirit's going to empower you to be my spokesman to inform people about the important, relay important information that will save their life. Well, when Jesus told them that, it was hard for the disciples to fathom that, you know, they could be Jesus' spokesmen. You see, they, weren't, they were not the best communicators and announcers. They were uneducated rednecks from Galilee. They had thick accents and trouble finishing their sentences. They seemed like unlikely candidates. But God does amazing things through unlikely candidates. Unlikely things. Consider the bumblebee. By all means, it is impossible for a bumblebee to fly. His body's too big and his wings are too small. But yet God designed him to do just that. It's not about the way you're built or the, you know, what your background is, or, or, or any of that. God has created us and has empowered us to do something that is beyond us. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would come upon them and make them witnesses to give them utterance. Give them utterance. And that's exactly what happened. Look at chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place in that upper room, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and each sat on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews and devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard these uneducated Galileans speaking in their own language. They were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all those who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? We hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they're just full of new wine. Interesting. So Jesus told the disciples, listen guys, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and is going to give you utterance so you can be my witnesses, my spokesmen. And we saw it happen. Understand that it was the Passover on that day. 
It was Passover in Jerusalem. Thousands of Jews from across the known world would come into Jerusalem to celebrate. Jews from all over. Because in the Old Testament, if you realize, all the Jews were scattered. Some to Syria, some to Babylon, some to, uh, you know, Iran, Iraq, all of those places. All over the known world. Some to Africa. And during the Passover, all of these Jews would come back to their homeland to celebrate a Passover in Jerusalem. So Jerusalem would grow to about a million and a half to two million people just during the Passover. Because people would come. They'd set up tents outside the city. They'd camp out. They'd enjoy the festivities. And so, though there were Jews by race, all these people, most of them grew up in those foreign lands and spoke different languages. And after being filled with the Holy Spirit, the followers of Jesus began to speak in tongues, it says. They're not groanings or grunts, not gibberish or nonsense, but they spoke in an understandable language. In fact, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, these simple followers of Christ from Galilee, uneducated hillbillies, were able to speak languages of the international crowd. Able to communicate and announce in languages that they didn't know this. The wonderful works of God. That's exactly what took place. These disciples whom the Holy Spirit filled spoke with eloquence and confidence and passion and clarity. And the crowd recognized that it was something divergent. It's kind of like this ad that I came across. It says, do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish that you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions... You should ask your doctor and pharmacist about tequila. Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about everything. Side effects may include headache, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, fighting, lapses in judgment, immoral behavior, financial ruin, divorce, off-key karaoke singing, liver disease, and in most cases, incarceration. Listen, when Peter said, guys, it's not tequila. It's not whiskey, beer, or wine, or any malt liquor that has made these locals bilingual and bold. It's not that at all. Peter said, this is the outpouring that God promised from the Old Testament. When the Holy Spirit would descend on all of God's children in the last days so they can prophesy, which means to speak the word of God with boldness. It didn't need to happen in the Old Testament. You see, but after Jesus Christ came and became salvation and made salvation available to everyone, Now Jesus wanted to make sure that it would be communicated to everyone everywhere. And so he sent his Holy Spirit to help us become those bold witnesses for him. Isn't that awesome? To speak the word with boldness. Watch what happened in the first century here in the first church. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, after they said, they're just drunk. No, no, no. Peter said, no. With the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all you who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you 
and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is that what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and that it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out of my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, speak God's word with boldness. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall also speak the word of God with boldness. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord that those guys are talking about shall be saved. So before the end of day scenario, before it begins, before the great and terrible day of judgment, God wants all his children to be spirit-filled and to prophesy. What does that word prophesy mean again? To speak the word of God with boldness. God wants us to declare his good news of salvation in the name of Jesus. Now, there may not be a lot of different languages around us. You know, where you work, there might not be a bunch of people who, uh, you know, don't speak your language. Uh, you know, but there are a variety of people styles around us, right? There's the hillbillies and the city slickers and the low riders and the monster truckers and the old timers and the break dancers and the gang bangers and the stoners and the nerds and the one King Julian calls the freaks, you know. There's all of those kind of people. And we may not identify, associate, or speak some of those languages, but the Lord wants to fill us with His Spirit so that we can speak to the variety of people that are around us. He wants to put the red-hot message of His Son in our mouths exactly as He did with Isaiah. When Isaiah had that vision where an angel came down from heaven and grabbed a hot coal off of the altar and put it on Isaiah's mouth so he could be God's spokesman. God wants the same for us. He's not sending an angel, not sending a hot coal, but he's giving us the power of the Holy Spirit in, inside of us to, to put a hot coal on our mouth so we can speak the word of God with boldness. And, and listen, and for those of you who have more friends online than in person, he wants to fire up your thumbs with the greatest and most important tweet of all. And that is the name of Jesus and His salvation message. God has given us a red-hot message about Jesus. His death, His burial, His resurrection, and His return. And God wants us to get the message out to everyone, everywhere, before the end of days. And you know what the awesome thing is? If we get the message out, here's the promise. And it shall come to pass that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord that we share in boldness, they will be saved. Wow, that's great news, right? Because somebody shared with you. Somebody shared with me. And we've been saved 
and will be saved from that great and terrible day of the Lord because someone had some boldness. Because someone allowed the Holy Spirit to speak through them. You know what happened after this case in the book of Acts where, you know, these hillbillies, uneducated hillbillies, the Holy Spirit descends on them and they begin speaking the wonderful works of God in other people's languages. And it just connected with those people. You know what happened? Within a couple of weeks, these uneducated fishermen, uneducated hillbillies, empowered by the Holy Spirit, led over 5,000 people to Christ in two weeks. What were they doing? They were preaching Jesus' name. His wonderful works. They were talking about it to everyone and anyone. And it became more than just a revival. This became a movement. We need to get moving. I mean, we have exactly what they had been. The Holy Spirit in person. In the house. We need to get moving. See, God intended the church, us, to be a movement. Is it tough? Is it challenging? Is it scary? Yes! But let's do what those first century Christians did. You know what they did? They did this. Here's what it said. They turned the world upside down with the message of Jesus Christ. This was the testimony of those that were hearing them. They have, those who have turned the world upside down with a message of Jesus, they've come here too. They turned the world upside down. Guys, our country doesn't need more politics, more patriotism, or more protests. Our country needs more of Jesus. That's what it needs. So let's cause the people around us to say the same thing about us. They're turning the world upside down. I mean, if you're going to be freaks, be Jesus freaks. Holy Spirit, You're in our midst. You have indwelt each and every believer in the house. And my prayer is that You'll not only guide them into a closer walk with the Lord, a closer walk with You, but that you would also help them to be bold in sharing their faith, to make us radical about our faith. There's a lot of radicals in the world today, but the only thing that will really make a change in our world is Jesus Christ. To save and to help people, to bring peace, to bring hope. And you'll come back and bring deliverance. And for that, Lord, we just pray that you'd speak through us, that you'd do your work in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Dion Cordova right here on The Simple Truth. In this series, Pastor Dion has been refreshing us all by bringing it all back to the simple basics of the faith. And when it comes back to the basics that everybody knows and takes for granted, there's one verse that's more quoted than any other in history, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Take a moment and bask in the glory of God's unending, unstoppable, unfiltered love for you. 
He loved you so much that he gave his son for you. Have you said yes to him? If you haven't, here's your chance. Just tell him that you repent of all the wrong that you've done and that you believe in him. Make him Lord over your life today. It's the only response we can have to a love that's that big. If you made that decision today, would you let us know? Call us at 505-753-4363. Once again, that number is 505-753-4363. We want to celebrate with you. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. Are you in the area? Even better than a phone call, stop in and see us. We're here at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're so excited to meet you and have you join us for worship. You can find all the information you need at tmcalvary.com. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. We hope to see you soon. And we'll be back next time with more from The Simple Truth. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we